Hosea chapter 5. Hosea chapter 5. We're going to start in verse number 1. We're going to go down to verse number 4. Hosea chapter 5, going down, starting in verse 1, going down to verse number 4. I'll read the odd verses. You'll read the even. Hosea 5, verse number 1. We'll read responsibly. All right, we're still getting there. That's good. Doing a good job. Finding the Bible. That's good. Book of Index. <laughs> All right, if you have it, say amen. amen. All right, well, let's begin. Hear ye this, O priests, and hearken, ye house of Israel, and give ye ear, O house of the king. For judgment is toward you, because ye have been a snare on Mizpah, and a net spread upon Tabor. And the revolters are profound to make slaughter, though I have been a rebuker of them all. I know Ephraim, and Israel is not hid from me. For now, O Ephraim, thou committest whoredom, and Israel is defiled. They will not frame their doings to turn unto their God. For the spirit of whoredoms is in the midst of them, and they have not known the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, for this church. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, the amazing opportunity that we have to hear the word of God preached, to hear it taught, to hear it, hear the words, Lord, as we read and, and hear them from the pulpit. We ask you, please just help us, Lord, uh, that we would cling on to the message tonight. Uh, Lord, help us to stay alert and, uh, Lord, uh, just be able to receive uh, what you have for us. We ask you, bless Pastor Bush, give him the words to say, give him clarity of mind. And these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Take your Bible, uh, keep your Bibles open to Hosea. Good catch. Hosea chapter 5, I'm going to come back to one part of this in just a moment. Let me, if if you don't listen to the first few minutes, you may miss the the impact of the truth. So if you'll give me your attention just for a few moments here. We are living in a time when rules and boundaries and limitations are being rebelled at. Uh, In an unprecedented way. Uh, The only limits that people want today are limits on God, Christianity, morality, and right. It is amazing to me how people can say that Christianity and the Bible are wrong, but the alphabet soup crowd is right. They don't know what bathroom to use, but they want to tell me they know right and wrong. Uh, Brother Steve was telling me, he read a news article today, that they're now saying that a baby... Uh, you have to wait for a baby to acknowledge and give you the ability to change its own diaper. Now, the terrible thing is people are stupid enough to believe something that dumb. Uh, unless it can, uh, gives you permission, you shouldn't, you shouldn't touch it. I'm thinking, it gave me permission when it started going, Aah! Now, here's, here's the problem. Government wants to be God. Now, I, I, I'm not a, a, a pessimist. I, I believe that uh, I'm going to give it my all till I die or till Jesus comes back. But according to Scripture, we're definitely getting closer because I know we're closer than we were 2,000 years ago. It seems like man only wants to limit right and good so that man can do whatever man wants to do. Reminds me, the time of the judges, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Now, it was Thomas Jefferson who once said, any government that can give you all you want is powerful enough to take all you have away. 
Realize that was said 240 years ago. Any government able to give you all you want is powerful enough to take all you have away. Now, listen to me carefully here. God says in Hosea chapter 5, look at verse number 4, they will not frame their doings to turn unto their God. That's an interesting statement. They will not frame their doings. A frame there is in reference to like what you would use for a picture frame. It means putting a border around something. Uh, We are to live with frames in our lives. Uh, Something with an established border, an established boundary. Today's world wants to remove all boundaries, including national borders. Isn't it amazing? They want to remove the border from the United States. People want to come so badly. If America is so bad, why do people want to come here so much? That's the part the liberals aren't telling you. I'm not against immigration. I'm for legal immigration. I'm for bringing them in and welcoming them in, but do it legally, not illegally. Let's vet them. Now, hang on, folks. If you're mad now, you're going to kill somebody in a little bit here. Our world does not want to follow any rules except the ones that they make up. Do you ever, when you were a kid, play, play a sport or play a game with somebody and they kept making up their own rules as you go? Some of you do that now even. Uh, <clears throat> you make up your own. Well, we always, well, yeah, you didn't tell me that till we're already in the game. Too bad, too late. Uh, people today have adopted the idea that rules and boundaries are bad. May I say something that is in diametric opposition to what God said. Take your Bible, turn to 1 John chapter 2. Let me show you what God has to say. Not man, but God. John chapter 2. I'm sorry, 1 John chapter 2. I I said it right the first time, just not the second time. 1 John chapter 2, look at verse number 1. That's towards the book of Revelation, and turn back a few pages. 1 John chapter 2, look at verse number 1. My little children. Now, notice he's talking to save people, but this is in reference to children also, correct? My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now watch this. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his what? Commandments. That sounds like rules, doesn't it? Huh. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not with him, in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God. Perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. Turn to 1 John chapter 5. Look at verse number 2. 
First John chapter 5, verse number 2. Let's start in verse number 1, just for consistency. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begatteth, uh, begat, loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know we love the children of God when we love God and do what? Keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Now, according to what God just says there in his word, by the way, God said it, not John. These are God's words, not John's words. God says love to him is obedience to commandments. Not the lack of commandments. Rules, rules, rules. Why all these rules? Because that's love. Love says rules. Did you notice it's the people who say they love that want to lift the rules so that they can control people they say they love? Let's take all the rules away, make everybody like me, and then I can control you because I'll make the rules up then. No. God said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And his love is perfected by us obeying his commandments. So God says that rules, commandments, and love go hand in hand. Now, hang on with me. We're going somewhere. God tells us that love is rules and commands. Rules are boundaries. Here's where things get a little different. Most people think that means you put the boundary around right and let wrong do whatever it wants. That is incorrect. Rules put boundaries around wrong, and everything outside is okay. Isn't it amazing? You get incarcerated. Amen, Brother Juan? You have to go to jail every day. Uh, he's like Otis. He, he has the keys to get out. Amen? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but... Uh, when you break the rules, you get put into confinement. When people break the rules, they don't put everybody else in jail. At least they're not supposed to. You see, breaking of rules means this. You have to be framed and put together and put inside a confinement because you wouldn't follow the rules that were outside of the confinement. And God said that Ephraim... Uh, they were, they were committing whoredom. They were, they were doing things wrongly with God. And he said they will not frame their doings and turn unto their God. So he said, look, they won't, they won't uh, follow the rules. So I'm going to have to make them. I'm going to have to put them inside the picture frame. Now, in other words, you don't love by lifting rules and boundaries. You love by enforcing rules and boundaries. The immoral, evil, alphabet soup crowd of the sodomites promote no rules, no boundaries. We're coming after your children and nobody's upset. Everybody doing okay? Well, they better know if they're coming after my kids or grandkids, they got a fight on their hands. I'm not afraid of them. What are they going to do? Hit you with their purse? Shoot. By the way, 
Anybody that tells you that there are no rules has already proven to you they're not of God. They hate right and love evil. They love lust. God likens whoredoms to no rules. Now, uh, I realize we have younger people here. I'm not going into detail, but you understand that. Love has rules and obeys the rules. My wife and I have been married for 34 plus years. I love my wife. Did you know there are rules in marriage? That means nobody else is to be my wife. That means whatever she says, it's yes, ma'am. I mean, uh, no, it's uh, there are certain rules. You know, when I said I do, that means I was giving myself up in the very vows. It says that you'll keep the only unto them. There is a rule that goes with that vow. That means I'm not supposed to be hugging on every every woman. I'm not supposed to treat every other woman like I treat my wife. Everybody understand that? That doesn't mean I hate all women. But it means, uh, don't get mad at me, but uh, I love hugging my wife, but I don't like hugging everybody else's wife. Now, I I get it, but we live in such a, a world where I know... I know a church. I know this is true. I could give you the name of the church. It happened about 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Uh, the, the, the church decided they were going to say, well, the Bible says greet one another with a holy kiss. So then you started to have men and women kissing people that weren't their husband or wife. Then they started having prayer meetings and, and uh, men would pray with uh, other men's wives. And then they decided... They had an awful lot of trouble with adultery in their church and couldn't figure out why and ended up shutting the church down. Why? Because they just did whatever they wanted to do. Now, please don't get me wrong. I'm not going to start down that path. Ladies, I love you, but I ain't hugging you. If you're not old enough to be my mama, I ain't doing it. Everybody doing okay? Uh, Now... Now, it happens from time to time we'll get new people and they don't know any better, and I'm going... I was looking at houses for Brother Anthony and their realtor. Sweet Christian lady, had her daughter with her. We went, she opened the door to this house and apparently it smelled bad. I don't have any smell or taste. I couldn't tell you. It could have been a skunk and it wouldn't have mattered to me. And she said, oh, pastor, I can't walk into that house. I said, well, I'll go in. She said, are you sure? I said, sure. I walked in. It was filthy. It was a mess. I just had to see it for myself. If a realtor won't walk in, it's got to be bad. I had to see this. I went upstairs, looked through the house, and I thought, this ain't going to do. I went downstairs. It was all dark. I walked around the corner from the steps. I was reaching for a light switch, and a woman says, who's that? (laughs) Here I am in a house, in a basement, in the dark, and a woman calls out. I have no idea if she was in bed. I don't know nothing. I couldn't see nothing, and I'm going, whoa! (laughs) That poor realtor standing on the porch going, (laughs) ha, 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 ha. I could see the headlines in the in the newspaper, you know, the Martinsburg Journal. Uh, uh, oh, my soul, here we go. Man, I was getting out of there fast. Uh, that poor realtor, she was laughing at me. She said, that I saw her the next day, and I said, that really was, I told my wife about it, and she was laughing. She said, Pastor, 
I've told a lot of people about it. We've been laughing a lot about it. I said, it's okay. It was funny. Just not at the time. I said, it takes a lot to get this boy scared. You saw it. (laughs) I'm getting out of there. Wait a minute. There's rules and boundaries with marriage. You know, there's rules and boundaries with parenting. That means this. (laughs) I had three. Those are the only ones I'm supposed to tell what to do, not your kids. And it's none of my business what your kids do. Everybody doing okay? By the way, none of your business what mine did. I'm not angry. I'm just not to tell you how to come ask my advice. I'll tell you what we've done. I'll tell you some of the mistakes I made. Tell you how I should have listened to my wife. Uh, all those things. Now, wait a minute. Uh, I'm, there's rules in that. Just because you're a parent doesn't mean you parent every child in the world. There are rules that go with that. Everybody understand that? Okay, hang on here. <laughs> we can promote the lifting of rules and say the only rules are against those who have rules. Public education wants to tell you that your children are not yours, they're the government's. Fee, fi, fo, fum, I smell the blood of an evil one. It's going to be a cold day where the booger man lives where the government takes my kids or my grandkids. Uh, it's going to be a cold day in book, where the booger man lives before in Grace Baptist Church School that we, we teach the filth of the public education of today. They're going to learn how to read and write and memorize scripture. They're going to learn how to uh, do mathematics. I have kindergartners that can read. I know third graders that come into our school that don't even know how to read. I have kindergartners that can read. Don't tell me you can't do it. Everybody doing all right? (laughs) See, that crowd refuses to frame their doings. Let's look at this thought for just a few minutes. Number one, framing or boundaries are set to protect the purity and beauty of what you want. Framing or boundaries are set to protect the purity and the beauty of what you want. You know, you frame a picture to keep it right, to keep it pure. You put a frame around it and put glass over it and seal it so that it doesn't go bad. Take a beautiful picture and tape it to your wall and see how long it lasts with no protection. Over just a little period of time, the weathering of it's going to start curling it in and the the colors are going to start fading and eventually it'll just fall apart just sitting on the wall. In order to keep it beautiful and keep it right, you have to frame it. You have to put it in a frame and protect it. God knows without a frame that we will be tattered and destroyed and ruined and less valuable. Everybody understand that? God knows because we're sinners, we need rules. Did you know that man couldn't keep the only one rule that was in the Garden of Eden? God had one rule. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What did man do? Listen to the stinking devil and we've had trouble ever since. See, there are rules to keep love right. There are rules to keep beauty right. There are rules to keep man right. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 for a second. 
This is the chapter that many would call the love or the charity chapter. And the word love, as I said Wednesday night in our Bible study on Romans, the word charity is the word giving love. And I said this uh, last Wednesday, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Love is not something that you give in expectation to get something back. Love is giving with expecting nothing in return. But look what God says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 4. Charity suffereth long. Does that sound like it's fun? And is kind. Hmm. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. Is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, charity never faileth. Now, look at me. Did you know that when a young couple, I stood here, what was it, three years ago, and I did my daughter and son-in-law's wedding vows. And I'm in, in their vows, it says, for better, for worse. I almost told them for poor and for poorer, but for richer or for poorer. <laughs> in poverty and wealth, in sickness and health, forsaking all others, keep the only under, do you so promise? It doesn't say just in the good times, just when it feels good. Just when everything's all right. No, you don't prove your love when everything's going right. You prove your love when you don't know how to pay the rest of the bills. You prove your love when it's kidney stone time. You prove your love when it's cancer. You prove your love when it's Alzheimer's. Everybody doing okay? The long haul. You see... Love is not proven in the sunny times, it's proven in the stormy times. It's not just the good times. The good times, anybody can love during the good times. It's when the hard times come. That's when you prove your love. It's easy to love a baby. Wait till that thing starts walking and talking. As my father used to say, parenting is, is one thing. Spending two years to teach them to walk and talk and the next 16 telling them to sit down and shut up. He's pretty close on that. Now, uh, we, we think that the lifting of rules and boundaries are going to help us, but it doesn't. Let me make this statement. People who relax rules or get rid of rules or ask you to break rules do not love you. When people say it's okay to do what you want, not what is right, they don't love you. Nancy Pelosi can tell you she cares. That we don't need a wall at our border, then let's tear hers down at her 14 mansions. Amen. Let's make her pay her back taxes. Amen. Let's take her inside trader money away. Amen. Let's follow the same rules, Miss Pelosi. I kind of like what former President Trump said to her just yesterday, that she is a wicked witch and she's going to burn in hell someday. I wouldn't say that, but I was sure amen when he did. And he said it. I liked it. He might pay for it, but it's all right. Some things are worth paying for, amen? 
He did speak the truth. Anyway, uh, parents, you don't love your kids when you let them get away with things. You love them by making them obey. Uh, spouses, you don't love one another by these stinking holly weird relationships where, well, we just have an open relationship. That is the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Enforcing all the rules shows love. Only enforcing what you want does not show love. Parents, grandparents, you do that one more time after the 15th time you said it. No, we had a rule when I was growing up. If you heard you do that one more time, you didn't have to count any higher than that. If you didn't get slapped upside the head that time, you knew you were going to get slapped somewhere else the next time. You were going to have a board of education meeting applied to the seat of learning. Mm-hmm. Now, wait a minute. Consistency of enforcement of rules brings right. Uh, law enforcement officers have an obligation to enforce all the rules. It shouldn't be based on, well, uh, you're supposed to give me five miles over. You know, if you're going over at all, you should get a ticket. Say, preacher, no. Yeah, follow the rules. It's real simple. I, I, I was driving somewhere the other day. My wife was with me, and she said, that officer turned back there a few miles. Are they still following me? I said, yeah. She said, did you do something? I said, no. Are you guilty of something? She said, no. She said, but I wonder why they're following me. I said, I don't know. Don't care. I said, if they want to pull me over, they can pull me over. But I haven't done anything wrong, and I'm keeping the speed limit like I always do. Don't worry about it. She said, were you nervous? Not at all. I didn't even think about it. Uh, you, you say, why? If they want to pull me over, they can pull me over. If I did wrong, they'll tell me what wrong I did. Didn't think I was doing anything wrong. You see... <laughs> Well, I'm going to give you another chance and another chance and another chance. No, uh, the more chances you give is the more you're saying I don't love you. The fact your mom and dad don't give you chances mean they love you. The teachers you had in life that were the hardest on you taught you the most. My, my daughter's getting ready to start her third year of teaching. And I reminded her something that I used to teach all teachers uh, all the times I was involved in education and things, I said this, don't smile for the first 30 days. You're not there to be their friend, you're there to be their teacher. I said, you can always soften up. You can't get harder if you start soft. It doesn't work, especially with kids. She's going to be teaching fifth grade this year. I said, you really can't. Put the hammer down, first two, three weeks, don't even smile. She said, I said, just trust me. My wife said, Mindy, if you listen to your dad, he's been through it a whole lot more times than you have. I said, quit calling me old. Uh, be loving, but be firm. It doesn't mean you have to be a tyrant. But they got to know that the rule is the rule, and you're going to keep the rule. You see, the lack of enforcement begins the process of decay. The fact that everybody thought that you could have five miles over the speed limit, now everybody thinks you can have ten. Everybody doing okay? So when they finally do stop you, well, I was only doing eight over. 
It doesn't say speed limits. It says speed limit. Everybody doing okay? Say, preacher, you went to meddling real fast here. Yeah, might as well hit you where you drive. You see, the moment you take the picture out of the frame and just tape it to the wall, you start watching it begin to decay. The humidity and the change of temperatures and the light and all the things that cause it to begin to decay will cause it to decay. And it happens very rapidly. Number two. We need to let God and the Bible set the boundaries, not we sinful humans. Can I tell you something? That book right there is a better guide than anything any man can do. That book tells you about farming. That book tells you about science. That book tells you about uh, morality. It tells you about cleanliness. It tells you about medicine. It tells you about all kinds of things. You say, well, you just think the Bible is the answer to everything. You got it. Look at what's out there that doesn't have it and compare it to what we got in here. Proof's in the pudding. Here's the pudding. Now, listen very carefully here. We need to let God and the Bible set the rules, not man. Man's been wanting to be his own God since the first sin. Genesis chapter 3, verse number 5, Satan came to Adam and even said, Look, you could, you could eat this fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and you can be like God, knowing good and evil. You could decide for yourself what is right and wrong. You could be your own God. And we live in a humanistic, man wants to be his own God society. Well, we just don't talk religion or politics. Yeah, that's why we have a God-hating communistic society in America. I'm sick and tired of people saying, well, you can't talk about God at work. They talk about all their immorality. They talk about all their filth. Watch me talk about it. You can't stop me. Well, there's separation. Yeah, then you shut up about your stuff. I'll, then we'll talk about it. I used to work in the shops. I know When I was going through Bible college, man, we had a new guy came on shift. Boss came down and said, I want you to train Todd. And and for the next two weeks, he's going to shadow you. You're going to show him everything you do on night shift. I said, okay. I had 80 hours with a young man. Do you know what we talked about for 80 hours? Getting saved. That boy was so confused. (laughs) After 80 hours, I threw my Bible at him and said, you come back Monday and tell me that God's not right. Starting the third week, came in, met him early before our shift. He said, Greg, I need to get saved. Knelt down on the bench where you change clothes in the, in the locker room, opened up my Bible, won him to Christ, kneeling at the locker room. Been a deacon in the church for about 20-some years now. Can I tell you something? Who said you can't talk about God at work? The very man that hired me gave over $160,000 to the building of this building in two different checks. Stood behind this pulpit about two and a half, three years, about three years ago, and came here to see what God's doing here. A billionaire. Everybody doing all right? Who told, I was, I was in the room when he and his wife, his mother, his brother and his sister 
all five of them were millionaires, got saved in the same meeting. <laughs> Why? Because we lived it at work, had a special service, had everybody in the shop there and watched over five millionaires get saved in one service plus some of the other coworkers. Who says you can't talk about him at work? I'm not asking you to do something I didn't do. Everybody doing all right? I still witness my coworkers, but I still haven't gotten them saved yet. Uh, no. Man wants to tell himself what is right and wrong. They don't want to listen to God. Well, preacher, this is what I hear. I don't see it that way. Well, get your eyes fixed. That's like saying, I don't need glasses. Just need bigger font. Everybody doing all right? You, you can say that and believe it all you want. Go get your eyes checked. This is why man's religion is about what man has to do to earn getting to heaven. You've got to get baptized. You've got to live a certain lifestyle. You've got to do certain things. You've got to light candles and you've got to buy the candles. And you've got to go talk to a guy in a telephone booth and tell him all the bad things you did. And you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And you've got to take the, the holy sacraments and eat the holy cow and God knows what else. And everything about, and that's why I say religion is man telling God how God has to accept man. But God says salvation is by grace. We obey what God says. It is not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by his mercy he saves us. We don't get saved by what we do. We get saved by what he did. It is not about us. It's all about him. We have to submit our unrighteousness to his righteousness. You see, uh, this is why man tries to frame God out. That's why he writes his own Bibles. Well, I hate to tell you something. The King James Bible was written at a fourth grade reading level. Oh, that Bible's just so hard to understand. The only reason you think it's hard to understand because some supposed smart person told you it's hard. If they're so smart, why do they have to have an easier one? They want to call me dumb, but they got an easier to read Bible. Yeah, they wanted to change the words to match their life, not change their life to match the word. We don't need to rewrite it. We need to reread it. We don't need to get another version. We need to live the right one. We don't need to let, we need to let the Bible, not man's rewritten perversions, be our final authority. Folks, that book right there is our final authority, not man. During COVID, we did not shut down. Well, the governor issued a mandate. The issue, he did issue a mandate, but not for churches. I called Patrick Morrissey's office and said, I'm staying open. He said, good, pastor. He said, uh, the, the governor's, uh, what do you call that thing, uh, mandate, uh, had nothing to do with churches. I said, well, I just wanted you to know, if I end up in jail, may I call you? He said, you may. Here's my personal number. I stayed open all the way through. Every Sunday morning, I watch police officers drive up and down Charlestown Road thinking, is today the day? Is today the day? Say, did you mask? No. If you wanted to wear one, fine. If you didn't, that's fine too. But, 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 did you know people were dying before COVID? And people have been dying since? Every man's a sinner. Now hang on for a second here. 
Let God be true and every man a liar. I stood here and said, I may end up in jail. You might have to come and let Brother Juan let you in to hear me preach from jail. But we're going to stay open. Say, I don't think you should have done it. Well, then you didn't show up, but I was here. We got families in church. We saw people saved. I had some lady in Shepherdstown. We were out knocking on doors during COVID. Oh, she called me and gave me what for? Let me tell you. I thought you were a man of the cloth. I said, well, what do you wear? <laughs> she didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't particularly like what she had to say either. She said, well, you, you, you don't care about me. You're out here killing people. I said, ma'am, are you so petty as to think that this life is the only life there is? I said, you only care about keeping somebody alive on this earth. I care about their eternity. Don't want them to die and go to hell forever. I said, you don't have to listen to it, but I'm still going to knock on doors. Call the police all you want. Well, I never. I said, well, if you came to church, you'd find out. I was right. Say, did that bother you? Yeah, it made me want to go out and knock on more doors. You see, no government, no denomination, no history or heritage is going to tell me what to do. We're just going to obey what God said. That is the rule of authority at Grace Baptist Church. We don't have to meet every three years and find out what new policies we're going to have in the church. We're not having any new policies. King James Bible, it's done. Amen. Don't need to reorganize uh, re, uh, on it. We just need to relive it. We don't need our point of view on what God says. We just need to obey it as God said it. Go to Romans chapter 3, verse number 4. I'm going to read this real quick, scream and holler for a second, and go to the next one. Romans chapter 3, look at verse number 4. Romans chapter 3, verse number 4. God forbid, yea, let God be true and every man a liar. As it is written, thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. Can I tell you something? Whatever God says holds true, not what man says. Let God be true and every man a liar. I don't care if they got a half million dollar grapefruit on their head and call him El Papa or if they call him preacher. Let God be true and every man a liar. You see, man didn't write the Bible. God did. Man cannot live, Jesus said, by, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. There has to be an every word Bible somewhere or God's a liar. Look how many times in the Bible it says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying. That means it was spoken. Everybody doing okay? We need to reread it and obey it. We need to learn it and be at church. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday school, let's be in our places. You see, if we set our own rules, then we just set ourselves up to be better than the average man. But when you compare yourself to God, you've got a long way to go. Number three, and I'll hurry very quickly. Relaxing boundaries or taking frames down is not love. How can letting someone hurt themselves and ruin their life and get addicted or diseased be loved? The government wants to tell you, let's, let's open a methadone clinic. And since you don't have enough money to get drugs, we'll give it to you and bring you down slowly. Methadone is not medication. It's illegal drugs administered. And we're giving it to people. 
Well, let's have a place where people can come get clean needles and shoot illegal drugs in their veins. Cities all over America are doing this. Oh, it's happening here in the state of West Virginia. Can I tell you something? (laughs) If it's illegal, why are we supporting an illegal habit? (sighs) Okay, I'm about to get in trouble, but that's all right. Public colleges need to have administrators thrown in jail for allowing underage students be drunk and drinking alcohol and living immorally on campus. Everybody doing okay? Frat parties ought to be outlawed. When people aren't old enough to legally drink, why are we allowing it on our public colleges saying, well, that's just what the college life is. Bless God, they never met my daddy. People who send their kids into potential disaster by saying, I trust you. Let's back up about 20, 30, 40 years. Did you trust yourself when you were 16, 17, 18, 19 years old? And you really want to trust your kids? Well, I love them. I trust them. Can I borrow some words of a dear friend of mine? You're an idiot. (laughs) Say, don't you trust your kids? No. I know who their parents are. Y'all doing okay? Well, I just love them so much I want to trust. You might want to trust them, but don't trust them. (laughs) That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Can I tell you, I, I taught my, my boys how to hunt. Both of my boys shot their first deer on their own by the age of 10. You know how hard it was to hand a 10-year-old a two forty three rifle, walk 300 yards, get into a ground blind, and I'm 300 and some yards away staying behind hay bales. Did I trust him? I knew he could do it. And then I watched a little spike come out. I thought, hot diggity dog, I'm going to turn around and watch the show. I kept thinking, pull the trigger, 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 pull the trigger. Why are you waiting? Hurry up, pull the trigger. All of a sudden I heard, (laughs) boom. Man, I come running across 300 yards. He said, Dad. Every time I went to move, he kept looking at me. I had to keep moving up real slow. He said, every time I moved, he was looking at me. He, I said, tell me what you did. He said, Dad, I was watching that thing through my scope. and finally got him centered in. He said, I squeezed the trigger and watched him hit the ground. I said, hot dog, you did it. He said, I, I said, the fact that you watched it through the scope fall, you did it right. You didn't do this. That's sure enough way to miss. I said, you did it just like you're taught. My dad was with my, one of my other sons and with his, one of his first deer. You say, wait a minute. Did you trust them to go out at 10 years old on their own without a gun, with a gun? Are you stupid? <laughs> no, I did set them there, but they had been trained an awful lot. You got to go out groundhog hunting with an eight-year-old. And my father and myself, we come to a fence and the, and the grandkid says, Grandpa, you got your gun checked? Is it on safety? My kids are gun checking him every other step. Thinking he's going to get mad, he's going to get mad, he's going to get... 
My dad got back to truck. He said, son, you've done a good job with them. He said, they're more safe than most men I've ever hunted with. And I thank God for that. Did I trust them? No. But that's why I got a 28-year-old that's in the Air Force, an E-4, working security forces, got all kinds of certifications and creds. He's got expert markmanship in three different areas, actually four different areas. Only one of three people on the base qualified for light and heavy machine gun fire. When he was going through Q school for, for shooting, had a Marine sniper say, son, where'd you learn to shoot? He said, my daddy and my grandpa. He said, what's your daddy do? He said, sir, you won't believe me. He said, I didn't ask you whether I'd believe you. What does your daddy do? He said, he's a Baptist pastor. Said, well, I guess if I had a preacher like that, I'd have gone to church more. He said, where'd you learn to shoot like that? He said, just like leaning around a tree shooting at a deer. He said, my dad taught me how to do that a long time ago. Can I tell you something? I didn't trust him, but I trusted him by making him follow the rules. Look at how liberals who want to set their own agenda will attack everybody in authority. Defund the police. Let's not stop thieves. Let's not arrest thieves who go into stores and steal things. Just let them walk out with whatever they want and don't stop them. And if an employee tries, let's fire the employee. Folks, this is stupid. Uh, let's let's stop a uh, let's stop arresting drug users to solve crime. Let's make the police out to be the bad guys. You see, when we lift rules off people, God's rules, then we quit loving them. We hurt their character and integrity. We hurt their morality. We hurt our country. And we hurt our children and grandchildren's futures. There was a day when you didn't mouth off to a teacher. You got whooped. The teacher whipped you. And then a lot of times you got sent to the principal's office and you got it the second time. And then when you got home, if mom and dad found out about it, you got it again. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Say, that's just cruel. Yeah, but we didn't have kids going to the bathroom in litter boxes at school either. We didn't have kids that didn't know which bathroom to use. You see, uh, there may have been some hard rules, but guess what? They were enforced. My PE teacher had a paddle. He had engraved on one side a smile face and on the other side a frown face. And if one of the guys had to get paddled, he'd say, you want a smile or a frown? And he would imprint it on your hindermost parts. I never got it. I knew guys that did. They would show off their bruise the day later. They either smiled or frowned. I don't think that's right. You know, they didn't get paddled more than once in a school year. You do it right the first time. You don't have to do it very often. Well, that's just cruel. You don't solve violence with violence. Well, you shut a bully up by beating the snot out of him once. Uh, <laughs> they come breaking into my house. They're going to meet something called the judge or a nine millimeter. Say, what are you going to do? We're going to call 911 to clean up the mess. 
Sort it out later. Now, I, I don't think you ought to be so violent. They're the ones that broke into my house. I didn't do it. I got the key. They don't. You see, if we just follow the rules, God says that they would not frame God. They wouldn't frame right. We need to put the frame around the things that are wrong for our kids and tell them, stay out. You don't frame what's good and say, stay inside the box. You frame off that which is wrong and say, stay out of there. Everybody thinks rules just confine. No, rules confine the wrong, but everything outside, that's fine. You know, put a little stay outside on that thing. It doesn't say stay in, it says stay out. Let's look at rules God's way. It's love. Just like he said, there's only one way to heaven. You don't get to heaven your way, you get to heaven his way. It's not by works which we do, but by what he did for us. You don't get saved by what you do, you get saved by trusting what he did. That's his way. Well, I just, there, broad is the way. Yeah, broad is the way that leads to destruction, but there is the way that leads to righteousness. Few that enter therein. Say why? Because they want to do it their way. Every head bowed, every eye closed, i got to quit. Maybe we just need to get a good old-fashioned dose of God's rules. Good old-fashioned dose of God's love. Realize that those rules are love to keep us away from wrong. Who'd say, preacher, if I die today, I'm 100% sure. I know for sure I'd go to heaven when I die. Would you raise your hand? God bless you. You may put your hands down. Thank you. Who'd say, preacher, somewhere in that sermon, something I needed tonight. Would you raise your hand? Oh, my soul. Many, many, many hands. You may put them down. In a moment, the piano, sta- the piano play will stand to our feet. When we do, maybe you need to come as a family and pray. Maybe you need to come as an individual and pray. Say, well, preacher, if I come forward, what's that mean? It means you're doing business with God and nobody's going to laugh at you. Somebody might think I'm a sinner. Nope, we already know that. Don't worry. We're all sinners. We all need it. 